Welcome to the More Than More podcast, where we discuss building meaningful, impactful businesses, careers, and lives through real estate. Okay, here we are, Dylan DeBrain with Century 21 Signature Real Estate. I'm with Jason Mickelson. How are you doing today? Wonderful. I, uh, I'm going to tee you up here real quick. Uh, I got you as a former car sales guru. I believe you co-invented the online lead sales capability for most of Central Iowa. Been with us since 2017. You were the number five Century 21 producer last year in 2022 with a little over or around $15 million in sales. That's a little over, under, I think just under half, half a million in gross commission, 70 sides. I think you did 80 the year before though. I did. Yep. Um, what else do we know about you, Jason? Uh, Ames and Des Moines markets. You recently actually moved from the Ames world, which is where you've been for quite a while, down to Altoona. Um, you run a team currently with Megan and Sydney as part of what you do. You're a big Zillow producer, and uh, would you call yourself a converter? Definitely a converter. Jason, the converter. And you own a big boat down in the Ozarks. <laughs> so, <laughs> Got to sneak that in. Well, I, I think it's just part of what your life's been about for the last couple of years. So, Selling real estate and having fun. Where's the boat now? Is it in storage? or No, nope, sits in the that? water. Just, you're, you're just sits there and chills. Does it get like green muckle over it or... You do need to get that cleaned off once in a while. But in the wintertime, it doesn't grow. It gets worse in the middle of the summer. So do people actually boat there in the winter? Yeah. It's that warm? I talked to a guy that sells boats yesterday, and he was out doing sea trials all this last week. Why do we live in Iowa? I don't know. He didn't say it was warm. He just said he was out boating. Well, thanks for being first in this kind of new format. Um yeah, we're trying to keep these at 30 minutes and just having conversations. We were going to call this clues to success, really just thinking about success leaves uh, clues and a trail. And really the goal is just to figure out what's working, not working, and share some of that with the rest of our team. So yeah, glad you're here. Well, thanks for having me. That's um, exciting. How, how is uh, 2023 starting off for you? Um, completely different than I expected. Way, way hotter market than I was thinking. Um, we've got a Big jump on this year. Um, there's like 15 pending, three and a half million in volume, and so it's a it's a good start. Yeah, I saw you had like 10 or 11 January 1st, so you've put a few more on the on the board since then. Yeah, we did. I've done four this last couple of days. So and activity, you're just seeing like what are you seeing out there? Yeah. So this afternoon, I mean, got another meeting with a listing who's also buying. We've got a list, another builders meeting with another townhome new construction and that's you know this afternoon megan's working on a couple of deals too that are an offer last night got another mm -hmm. one in the works so are these people that have been out and about for a while and they're just getting they're more active now because of interest rates or are these just new opportunities popping up on uh, both the new construction i've been working with for probably six months okay the other one that you know megan wrote last night they've been a week in the works uh, there's, there's a, the other one was a week and a half. Like there's, there's a lot of fresh stuff that are yeah. just popping up. And then there's a whole lot that have been, we've been marinating for a while. Have you seen, um, I know what we're at today, like six, just over six, right? Yeah. <clears throat> there's a lot of lenders, uh, pushing even lower, lower, even the fives for arms. Yeah. So have you seen that start to have an impact on activity? Yeah. Is that I, what you're feeling? Well, 
I still think this is just pent up. Like the buyers are there and this is normal January stuff. And we're pushing like now's the time to still get a deal if you hope to. Inventory levels are still low. I was looking in Ames yesterday. There's 188 listings. There's nothing to buy. So as we go through the spring, it's going to be tough. And in, in fact, another one I wrote this week, they don't need a house till August, but we're thinking now is probably better than March, April. Um, there's always something in this business, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's been several years now, what, eight years of ongoing uh, upward trajectory. And so we, we, we started to pivot in 19. Do you remember that? Like we started talking about the market cooling. Yeah. It did for like a teeny bit and then it blew up again. Like, yeah, the three months leading up to COVID, it right. seemed like it was slowing down, actually. And then, then we thought it was going to be a dead end, totally. and all of a sudden, it just caught on fire. So, yeah, um, yeah this is going to be an interesting year, but it does seem like there's plenty going on right now. I'm getting a lot of feedback on that. I, this is my busiest three weeks that I can remember, probably since uh, September was huge for me, but. Well, we're still doing a normal seasonal curve January through December, but I feel like it's it's um, it's still it's disrupted by these other weird trends. Every January is not the same anymore. Some Januaries are super hot and others aren't. And so, yeah, we'll see how this year shapes up, but it's feeling good. I my last three Januaries have been either one or two as far as production goes with pendings. So. I focus One on two, January, like, like months of, of all the year? of the year. That's bizarre. It it doesn't make sense. Well, but that's okay. So is that in part because you do spend a lot of time in the summer living? <laughs> I have a personal goal that I want to have half my business done by the time summer hits because like not summer, but like by the time it gets warm, I want to be able to do other things. Yeah. So, yes, I focus on this time of year. There's nothing else to do. It's cold outside. Makes me wonder what would happen if you focused in the summer. Well, I would <laughs> double my business. <laughs> but you'd burn out probably. Yeah. No, what I love that you've done is you have been intentional about uh, wanting to live along the way. And so you've structured your business in a way that you, you're actually counter, counter, it's counterintuitive. You are focusing on some of what we would think of as the off months, but you're making it rain when you need to make it rain. Yeah. So. The fall, once it gets cold in the fall, again, I'm, I'm here, I'm working. Hmm. And then I, I, my falls are traditionally better than a lot of people because that's when I want to work. And hmm. other people are like, yeah, the year's wrapped up. And I'm like, well, I got nothing else to do. So I want to ask you, because uh, hmm. I think this is sort of open forum, but I had two questions on my mind for you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the first was actually about headspace mindset. Yeah. I always think of you, actually, well, I wrote it down. I'm not participating in this recession. That's a quote from, uh, I forget the book, but I think it's seven, maybe seven principles or success principles or something like that. Um, but you quoted that as part of your car sales days. Yeah. Um, and that's, I, I use that as a framework to think of how I think you think and you think it's up to me. Like I, it doesn't matter what the market's doing. I'm always going to keep on my track and go do what I'm doing. Um, so I don't want to open up any can of worms. I shouldn't, but a few months ago, your head wasn't as solid as it's always been. I think it's good to talk about October was horrible and it came off of September, which I think we did 15 or 16 deals in that month for pendings. Yeah. And then October we went all month long and didn't do any until the last week. And we put on, I think three, two or three, the last week. And so I'm sitting through October thinking, man, maybe the, the like, world's coming to an end. We're not going to sell yeah. any more houses, which is totally delusional. Like, I understand that's not right, but I'm sitting here like, this is really, really weird. 
And well, it was a big change, right? It, it like overnight slapped <clears throat> slapped you pretty hard. Yeah. So I after that, we you know, we sit there, we we talked. I thought like I'm going to sell houses, and I need to f- do activity, and I will find buyers and sellers. And so mm. from then, November was normal, December was normal, January's been good. So uh, it's like a, I mean, that's the honest response. I like and don't like that response uh, in the sense that I I want I like the idea that you overcame it. Uh, slightly more negative thinking, stinking thinking is what we called it. Uh, because you chose to overcome it, not because the market got better. I yeah no, I went to work. I mean, I just you got put your head work. back down. Yeah yeah, and and some of what we did wasn't ready. There was a lot of people that in October we we acquired clients. We we had things that started the process, but they just weren't ready. And and you just that I think that's one of the biggest things right now is holding on to these people as the market mm-hmm. shifts and we are we are in a a little bit slower market. Like how do you keep those people top of mind? excited yep. and ready to ready to turn into a deal when the yeah, house comes along. There is no, especially the last six months, you don't push people to buy real estate in these environments. Now is, now isn't the best time back then. And, and so, well, I mean, you're smiling because I'm laughing because I'm pushing Megan real hard right now. And so she's going to hear this and be like, but there are, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But I'm thinking back, I'm thinking when interest rates went from, you, you're sitting on a house, you own it at 2.8%. And now you're thinking about upsizing, but you got to do it at twice the price and at six or seven percent. That was not a good time. So arguing with sellers at that point or encouraging them to make a move is just bad business. Um, the truth is, back then many of them should pause. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm glad to have the Jason with the the super focused head down mindset um, back in the room. It reminds me a little bit of me in October, like maybe things seemed worse than they were. And I think buyers right now need to think the same thing. Like rates are a little high. They go up and down. We're probably going to have an opportunity to refinance. The reality is if you have a motivation to get a new home, get a new home. Yeah. And we'll deal with how you pay for it. But like your motivation is not going to change because the rates are high. But it does slow things down for a while. And it gives people cause for pause and that pause needs to happen sometimes so yeah but we're getting to a place now where yeah there's a lot of people that just need to act because i need a house yeah the folks last night their garage is too small the house is getting too small they've got three kids now and they they need a new home so so i i mentioned uh, that you do a bunch of zillow i'm curious about that environment right now um i've been watching with inventory so low fewer um, listings just actively available and thinking about the trickle down impact of that in terms of people raising their hands through Zillow. So I know you do a lot of business through that space. Any insights on that and how it's going? Yeah, I think the interesting thing about Zillow is they're very much, um, they're doing a good job with first time home buyers. First time home buyers are looking at a price range that are still listing. I think a higher price point slowing down. I mean, last weekend we had literally four calls, which is unusual. We had a very unusual Friday, Thursday, Saturday. These people all in the same boat, all first time home buyers, all looking at $290,000 two stories in Altoona. And it was kind of interesting because they, they were all in that same, they felt the same, like it was the same buyer, but all different names. Meaning at certain phases of the market, demographics and groups of people kind of work their way through. Yeah. They, well, they need a home by August. They're first time home buyers. Mm. They're similar ages looking at the same houses, even though they're 
they might they might have different addresses, but they're all two hundred ninety thousand dollars two stories. Mostly millennials. Yeah, yeah, and we're talking about that demographic. They're they are um, they're ready. Yeah, and and they're paying a lot of money in rent. Right, and I think that's probably what we're seeing the most. Rent's high. They're like, yeah. well, we should buy, even though the rate's high. The rent's high, so doesn't matter if that dam breaks pretty quickly this year like i said at five percent anything with a five you're going to see a lot of those people step in because even though affordability is a little lower they just well you're paying rent or you're paying a mortgage either way it's going to be higher than what it was but that's slightly different than all these homeowners that have two point something percent fixed 30 years and like freeing them up is going to take maybe a little bit more time uh, just because the motivation has to be pretty heavy for they have to have a life change, they have to have a, a geographic change or something like that to push them out of that interest rate. I think so, and or they have to have like the folks last night, their house is paid off. It's you know three hundred fifty thousand dollar home that's cash. So mm-hmm. you go roll that into um, maybe a five hundred thousand dollar house that solves your problems, but your mortgage is still small enough that. The interest rate's not going to make or break you. And we've talked about that a lot. There continues to be so much cash in the system that there's a lot of equity in housing <clears throat> and that, that that gives some buying power even in a high interest rate environment. Yeah. Hey, we like talking about the market so much here, though. Sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's what's top of mind right now. There's no way around this. It is a big part of what's going on in our world. Yeah. Um, well, so shifting gears, what's, uh, I guess, what else is on your mind? I guess I'm kind of curious what you're dealing with or thinking about or focusing on. I mean, the thing that I'm probably focused on the most is how do we take and provide value and convert these people that think that maybe now is not the right time. So Megan and I have spent a lot of time in the last week talking about what is their, what is their motivation? What is their problem? And how do we help them solve it? Because it's really we can tell them how to solve it, but we need to make it their idea. And I'm sitting here focusing on like, okay, these people, we went on, we went on showings. Maybe we went on one showing with one house or we went on three showings or five showings. How do we convert them into a buyer? Because right now they're just looking at homes. And I think we're spending a lot of time showing homes, which makes us feel even busier than we are, but that doesn't pay very well. Why um, I'm thinking of that client why are they in a looking mode? What's keeping them from wanting to transact? I, there's a lot of, well, maybe there's going to be a better deal. I hear a lot of this. They're waiting for prices to come down? Prices are going to come down. And I say, well, okay, mm. let's think about that. You know, So we have to explain to them why prices aren't probably coming down. And I think that's why market's so big in this conversation right now is because every client we're talking about or working with right now is trying to decide, is now the time to buy? So I think that is what's happening in my mind because I'm 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 used to this environment in the car business. We had to always decide why is now the right time. In the housing market, I think we're in one of those environments that's like the car environment. Like now is the right time, and here's why: the houses are going to go up. I think appreciation is going to be an issue again this year. Uh, let's talk about why, because I mean we're making some pretty big statements here. There's a lot of news out there saying housing market collapsing. Have you heard of fake news before? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, but, but in certain markets, it's not fake. Like if you go out to some of these West Coast markets, there is a notable decrease in home values that is happening and needs to happen. So let's talk about why we don't think in Iowa, central Iowa, that we would be um, expecting depreciation in home values this year. What's, what's the forces that might drive prices up again this year? I think supply and demand. It's simple. If we don't have an influx of inventory in the fall, 
And we haven't seen Im- inventory has climbed over its low point, but it's still not back to what we're used to seeing. 50% of what it was yeah. just five, six years <laughs> ago. Yeah. And so we're going into a season when buyers are motivated to buy and there's nothing there, which is going to accelerate demand because they're going to panic. And I, I just don't see enough homes on the market to offset this. Even though it's a less demand, I agree with that. We also have less supply. Um, there is there is no shortage of people wanting to transact in real estate. There is a set of forces that we have necessarily put in place, increased interest rates, to slow that down because we had to cool the, the economy and the market. And so it's definitely tampered down uh, the rate of transaction right now, but the people aren't going anywhere and they're, they're to, having to pay rent, like we said. So I think you're right. The upward forces are there. There is no inventory. So anything that is selling is still going to be selling at a relatively high price. And we're still going to be seeing multiple offer and competing transactions coming into the spring. Well, and I think logic says that when there's snow flying and it's 20 degrees or, or below, you know, maybe it's even below zero, like there's less buyers than it is when it's 65 outside and it's starting to be sunny and, they hear birds chirping and they th- they just think that's a better time to transact. Okay, so when you say house. now, you're not talking about 2023. You're actually talking about like this January winter. 18th, 19th, 20th. Okay, like, so let's make that case. So you're saying to your clients, the buyers that are actively out there, rather pick up something now than wait three or four months because the prices aren't going down four months from now. And you're going to have to compete with more people at that point. The exact conversation this week that happened was, we know that it would be better to buy in May. May would be ideal. This is what they said. <clears throat> yes. Okay. And I said, that's fine. But like right now, if we can get $10,000 off of a house that is priced of like as affordably as it's going to be ever because they're concerned because it's January. The seller is thinking differently than the buyer. The seller thinks right now it's January. I don't want to sell my house right now, but I have to. So they're going to price it aggressively today, which means ten or fifteen or $20,000 less than they would in the spring in two months, three months, because they feel like there's no one going to buy this house right now. So they panic, they price it low. The buyer comes in, they can actually even get a discount off of that price, even on a five day on the market house. And then if you turn that scenario around for this, the buyer in four months, the house is going to be 10 to 15 higher, and you're going to have to pay all the money. And in a multiple scenario, you're going to pay 10 or 20,000 over the price. So I mean, this is a 30 $40,000 swing, wouldn't you rather do that today? And wait until May. Yeah, and sometimes the the emotionalism and the psychology of the whole thing is as important as the facts. Because if it's a house they like now, then you're probably right. The problem is there might not be that many that they love right now because of the inventory. And so they're, they may be hoping that something even better and maybe cheaper would show up. But you might find yourself uh, in a bad spot in May, June. Um, but that's, I mean, right now we have time, so I'm not like, we're not just rushing to make a bad decision, but if, if I find a house that is a nice house and I know what the market is, I see all the houses. So if it looks right and it is right and it's priced at a value, like I'm encouraging them to go ahead and make a jump. No, I like that. I think that's the right way to think about it. If you find something that you actually want right now, odds are it's not going to be cheaper five, six months from now, even with this whole market change that we're seeing. And I, and I don't anticipate rates to go down. So I, I think they're at the best, they're the same. So They'll be hovering here for a while. Yeah. So you're not sitting here saying, well, what if I wait three months and I save a half a percent or a percent? I'm like, well, I don't see that happening. But I do see prices going up. So now is a better time. So this is an ongoing conversation. You're having this with your team, but you're having it with your clients as well. Yeah. Every, I mean, 
every day. And in fact, uh, you know, trying to find a way to make make it appear even more genuine. Like it's super genuine for me. Like I believe this with all my heart. Yep. Clients are talking that they're hearing fake news. They're hearing from their financial advisor that the economy is not that good. They're hearing from other friends and family that all prices are going to come down again because the news is saying that. So we have to do a really good job of presenting our story or our case to those clients because that's not what they're hearing from everyone else. So I'm an anomaly and I'm right. And we have to get them to trust us and believe it. Well, and I, I, I agree. You do believe it. And I think believing matters. Um, there are certain agents that would be articulating the opposite message, right? Some, some might be saying, wait. I, I mean, I guess there could be somebody. Well, and maybe it's geographically particular. And maybe even certain types of property. So, for example, the conversation with Roger about new construction having room to actually come down. Whereas... Uh, resale if you're finding a hot resale property there's just so few of them available that the odds of the price is coming down on those is just very very low so my head in when iowa you, today when you say that my head goes right back to a conversation two days ago with a, a person who reps new construction for a builder mm. and i sent him an offer on a new build and in the course of the conversation he says this day is crazy i just wrote three offers today i can't keep up and you know, he's been sitting on his thumbs all winter, too. And you're saying new construction is going as quick as everything else. That's all he's talking about was new <laughs> construction. Like, But it wasn't the case three weeks ago. Yeah. But today, they're ready, and they're they're going to be putting holes in the ground. And it's funny how a half a percent swing and some different consumer sentiment can shift that. Um, and I think that's what's going on. And time of the year. Like, right now, if you want a house this summer, you better get going on it if mm-hmm. you're going to do a new construction build. Um, I think you're right. Market is very central to everything that's going on out, out there right now. So that's your answer to what's on your mind. Um, I, I do want to get this other question in. What else are you working on right now? Like, what are you spending time on that you think you're doing well that others might learn from? I think we covered that. I think the the what we're doing is focusing on the psychology of the buyer right now and Good. helping them see the problems that are are on the horizon and why now might be a good time. I think what we're struggling with, if if we're going to switch sides or switch gears and go the other side, is <clears throat> again conveying that message, you know, in a in a uniform way. And I think the second thing is keeping a hold of these people. There are there are people that realize today wasn't the best time for them, and you know we're focused on reacting a lot, but we should be more diligent on thinking back a little bit into last year, the end of 2022. Like who didn't pull the trigger? last fall who do we need to stay in touch with these next six months because maybe the timing is better maybe the interest rates are better maybe the house comes along that's perfect like right now i feel like we're getting a big big pile of clients and we're 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 juggling them but are we dropping them and i don't want to be dropping the balls uh, I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. So there's plenty of activity happening right now but there was a whole bunch of people last year that put the brakes on. We had a bunch of cancellations. I mean, mid-contract, people just pulled the plug. Right. And you're saying part of our job right now needs to be making sure we're looking backwards and, and not dropping the ball on those folks because many of those guys still want to transact this year. Right. And as busy as we are, even the ones, like there are people that maybe are a little harder or need a little more time, and we're just going the path of least resistance. And so, you know, 
taking a break and saying, okay, who do we need to touch? Like who needs a call? Who needs, who needs a house put in front of what them? system do you use for that? By the way, like how do you, how do you look backwards in your CRM or whatever? So we're still, well, I've used several different CRMs. We're back to an Excel spreadsheet and we're having a rating category. So, you know, I have the people that are hot. Like I have to talk to them every day right now because they need my help. They're yeah. my focus. And then we have people that are, you know, I can't forget. I think they're going to be needing help in the next week. And then we have people that are on a list rated a three that are searching for the right house. They would buy today, but there's nothing for them in what they're looking for. And then from there, they drop down. But we're trying to keep a focus on the hot ones that are that are ready to buy, just need the house or need the help. Well, it sounds like you need to drink your own medicine then. Make sure you go back to those not so hot ones. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's, a, but it takes time and it's like, it's not as You're fun. You're busy. It's not as fun as what, you know. People ready to go and on the hunt. It, well, if Zillow calls today and says, Joe Smith wants to go buy a house or mm -hmm. wants to go look at a house today, like that's, that's going to take precedence over everything else. And I'm really good at dealing with that. I'm not as good as going to my office and opening the computer and sitting there and saying, okay, what else do I have that's in the, in the back, you know, backside of the train here that I need to bring the front. Yeah. Any other struggles or roadblocks you're encountering right now? No, I mean, I think in the fall, the head, the headspace was a struggle for about two weeks, three weeks for me. And then, well, and my challenge to, to fix you that. back then. So maybe speak about this. I, you and I talked, quite a bit and I said uh, I think a lot of it's just consumption like social media and what we're consuming in the news you know and I'm good think right about now that more? I'm good right now and I think maybe it's because Facebook kicked me off <laughs> Instagram's gone I don't know uh, maybe I mean it could be consumption I think again I'm a I'm a big fan of just making activity breeds activity and my the one manager in this car dealership that was he was always moving around he smoked a lot so i'm not sure that was helping him but what he did say was he who sitteth on bottom stay on bottom so you won't see me sitting very long anywhere i'm yeah. out i'm moving i've got a a list of things that i'm trying to do and as i move around and, and get around the central iowa area i run into business it's kind of funny yeah it's um he who sitteth on bottom stays on bottom, meaning sitting on your butt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think everyone needs permission once in a while to feel like uh, they have to sit down for a sec. And I, I think that market change and um, I think it threw a lot of people off. And so I think a lot of headspace was a big topic. I mean, you're saying market's what we have to talk about now. I think headspace was a big deal, October, November, December. Um, and, and me physically. So I'm as... I'm as heavy as I've been weight-wise, which is not good. And so I had a goal at the end of last year. I want to run 406 miles. And this year I'm going to run 706. That's a horrible goal. <clears throat> That's a good goal. And so the <laughs> the idea for me is, like, I'm running consistently almost every day, and I want to run 60, 70 miles a month and make sure that. And you've been on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing what that it, does for your head, yeah, right? Yeah. I, it feels good. So, so you got off your bottom. I got off the bottom because I was staying there. Yeah, it's all, it's the five circles, like family, faith, finances, health, and business. Like, yeah. they all bleed into the other. Yep, and and we, we did a lot of projects. We did flip houses and those things, and that was physical, but it's not the same as having a routine workout. I feel like that's really helpful. Okay, but helpful. You, you dodged a bullet, so you didn't, I mean, you answered the question, but you, you didn't 
mentioned social media. I accused you of consuming too much garbage. Are you still not wanting to concede that? I no, maybe I do, but I, I'm I'm looking at it differently. I feel like I'm tempering my like I I see certain things that do trigger me and get me all flared up. You're learning to calm that down. But so. I'm like, yeah, I I write right now. I'm back to where I was. What I used to do was consume that to make sure that I was up on the world. Like I wanted, I don't want to be in the dark about what's happening around us, and so I consume it to understand. I was consuming it, trying to figure out how I was going to change it. How are you going to solve the world's problems? And I can't. So, like, forget about that. So that's focused on what you can control, right? Hundred percent. And and I I want to know it, and I'm trying to laugh at it, even though because it's a crazy world right, right now. There's a lot that I can't control. And I'm not sure that even if I think I understand it, like that I do. So yeah, let's not worry about well, it. Well, I don't remember the conversation exactly, but I think I said something to the effect of either go run for Congress and go solve all the world's problems or acknowledge that the world's going to do what it does, but you need to go get focused on what you can control in your world. Right. right. Um, so yeah, I think it's good that you're there. I canceled. Um, I don't really do any social media at this point. I'm not encouraging everyone to do this, but no, I did. No Twitter. I got, well, no, I've never done Twitter, but I, I deleted TikTok because I was just spending hours and hours and hours. You get lost. At, it was funny stuff, but I'm like, I can be reading or I could be listening to a podcast, which I do a lot of anyway, but I, I, I just decided to make that trade and it's been really, really good. So I don't, I don't spend a ton of time flipping through the market and I, and I should like, that's what I'm focusing on now is trying to spend some of that social media or news time over to, Hey, what just listed, like, who do I know? And so trying to get back to the basics that's in, in the, in the beginning, that's all I did was, well, here's a house that might work for somebody. And now I find myself spending less and less and less time doing that. And that's really how we make our living. I think putting new information in front of people. That's the first thing Raj taught me. I remember him saying, like, he asked the question, how many times can you reach out to someone thinking about buying a house? And we all like gave different answers per week. And he goes, well, the, the real answer is as many times as you have some new valuable information to bring to someone. It, I mean, that's a real breakthrough. And, and I think what you just said is the real key to being successful in this business. Like, it doesn't matter. I can call somebody five times in a day. I could call them 10 times in bring a day. Bring them value. If I'm having value with that each conversation, they will answer the phone every single time. Yeah. If I call and ask, are you ready to buy a house? Worst what, thing you can do. How, how do you think today? How do you feel today? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Do like, you want to work with me? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just lead with value every single time. And even, even the one that I'm, we're working on uh, in our team is like, it's valuable to have the house. It's also valuable to let them know when a house is pending. It helps them gauge the speed of the market. It helps them understand that you are watching everything for them and that you are a trusted resource so that they will contact you because they may find the right house, but who are they going to call when they find the right house? They need to make sure it's you. Yeah. I love that. That's a good place to wrap it up. Lead with value. Um, and then what's the saying one more time about bottoms? He who sitteth on bottom, stay on bottom. Thanks for your time. Good stuff. Thank you for joining us today for more episodes, resources, and show notes head to more than more podcast.com. <laughs>